welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoma's Oklahoma State football podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright. And for one final time this season, I am joined by Jacob Unruh. We're, uh, we're heading home from Houston following Oklahoma State's 31-23 victory over Texas A&M in the Texas Bowl down in Houston, NRG Stadium. Nice stadium, fun it's, place. Yeah, big place. It is. It's very big, very nice. Um, holding up well. I, I didn't realize it was as old as it is, built in 2002. Yeah. Uh, it's old enough to drink now. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, big year for it. Um, but lots uh, lots to get to and uh, and chat about from, from this game. Lots of interesting numbers. Um, we won't have time to get into all of those, but you can go read our stuff on Oklahoma.com and, uh, and, and find all the fun numbers from from Wednesday night, almost said Saturday night, just because it's supposed to be a Saturday night when no, you play college football. I am all out of whack on what day of the week it is. I yeah. think I've asked you and Joe Masato multiple times, what day is this again? Because yeah. with Christmas and everything else and the travel and the midweek game, it's just, yeah, I'm all out of whack. Yes. I'll get I'll get back on sync in 2024. Yes, exactly. All right, well, as far as things that stuck out from the game, obviously an Oklahoma State victory, 10-win season, all those things are, are very exciting. Ollie Gordon, another 100-yard game, his, uh, his ninth of the year, which is really pretty ridiculous when you figure that he got 19 carries over the first three games. Yeah. Um, so pretty impressive and um, gets up over 1,700 yards. Only six guys now in Oklahoma State history have done that in a season. 1,700 rushing yards, pretty elite list. Barry Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Ernest Anderson, Terry Miller, Thurman Thomas, Ollie Gordon. He's also the fifth running back to have 2,000 all-purpose yards in program history. Oh, I didn't catch that one. Yeah, that was one that OSU put out late. Very nice. Uh, So uh, that remarkable season. One of the stats I liked Mm -hmm. last night was his 21st touchdown this season. Yes. OSU is undefeated when he scores a touchdown. No kidding. Yes. Well, how about that? He did not score in the four losses. That is pretty impressive. <laughs> so, pretty wild. Didn't, that really... Didn't score against South Alabama, didn't score at Iowa State, didn't score against UCF, mm-hmm. didn't score against Texas. <laughs> Had not put that one together either. Yeah. Wild stuff. Well, that's uh, an interesting trend that I'm sure they would like to continue next yeah. year whenever yeah. he is making his uh, his his Heisman run. Um, a few other things from the game, and then we'll kind of look back on the season a little bit. Um, uh, any other numbers before we move off of that topic that uh, that really jumped out at you? Uh, on Ollie or in other players? Any, anybody, anybody. So, I mean, you got to look at the 16 catches by Brandon Presley. Right. That ties the record by Alex Lloyd in 1949. Yes. Sal Sal's own. I'm still convinced he went to school with Ed Godfrey, our former colleague, but um, I'm told he didn't. Uh, I need proof. But uh, that that just remarkable night, 101 catches on the season, right, for Brandon Presley. Um, Nine yards shy of 1,000, which really stinks for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Big night. Rashad Owens is a big night. I don't know the exact numbers. 164, 164 and two yeah. touchdowns on 10 catches. 10 catches. And 10 catches. Um, another, I think that tied his career high in catches. Yes. He had 10, in, 10 against in Bedlam. In Bedlam also, yeah. Um, 
Sipped up in the big moments. And he did. Listen, some of the catches he made were just plain ridiculous. Yeah. The touchdown catches, that first one where he, he went over the guy and somehow got a foot down right. on that fade. It was remarkable. The diving catch where his, somehow his knee or his thigh hit first on right. the sideline. Um, even though it was a third down catch, it wasn't didn't get the first down. It's still uh, or a touchdown, I think. It might have been a goal situation. And, like, remarkable catch, though. It's just crazy silly. Uh, Leon Johnson had another huge game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the funniest thing, and and Mike Gunny nailed it in his post game. Four catches, eighty six yards. We're not even talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's insane, nuts. And he had a hard catch too. It looked like he was doing mm-hmm. a cartwheel in mid catch. <laughs> yeah. And then he got four and two passing yards from Brandon, or not Brandon, Brandon Wheat. From <laughs> he, he threw Alan you Bowman. off. He threw you off with yeah. his post game jersey. Yeah, Alan Bowman, who wore Brandon Wheat jersey in post game, broke Brandon Wheat's bowl game record for OSU uh, by what three yards? I think right. Yes. Uh, tied Spencer Sanders with 34 completions in a bowl game. Yep. Um, Bowman had a good night. He had two interceptions. Um, not good throws on those, but no. it was overall really good. Um, how you want he? It's how you want him to play. Yeah. Um, 69% of his passes. Yeah. I mean, that's that was a really good night all around for the offense. Um, defense, Nick Martin. Uh, moved up to 140 tackles in the season, mm-hmm. which is now, uh, I forget, he's top 10 all-time yeah. in a season for OSU. The most since, like, the 80s, I think, in a season. Um, yeah, since, uh, most since, well, I can't remember exactly what year now. It was a, it was 85, but he passed that guy now. I think it was 83 Might or 82. Be. Yeah. Um, you know, as Mike said, as he was leaving the room, no one ever thought they would, someone would top Malcolm's total from mm-hmm. 21, and, uh, he easily topped that. Yeah. And, uh, so go back. I brought up Malcolm and Nick comparison <laughs> to begin early in the season, and Mike laughed me, laughed me off on that one. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, look at him now, as, as some would say. But uh, trying to think of other other numbers. Um, Kendall Daniels had one interception yep. against his team he signed with out of uh, high school. Right. Um, pretty kind of an overlooked storyline. Yeah, think, that was that was a. Interesting dynamic to this that we didn't really touch on. That you know he was he was he was heading to College Station. Yeah, and then whether uh, defensive analyst left, and uh, he got out of his uh, he was released by AM and he ended up in Stillwater instead. Yeah. Um, it's worked out very well for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and and I think Kendall Daniels at the same time too. Um, but yeah, I mean those those are all things that kind of jump out to me. Um, I don't know what jumps out to you numbers wise or. Want to jump into other stories? Yeah, we can jump into some some other elements of the game because I think we I think we uh, we hit all the important numbers there. Um, although I'll, I'll throw out one number that's not OSU related: 361 passing yards for a true freshman quarterback who was not expecting to play yeah. at all. Uh, Marcel Reed, quite a day from him to come in and complete 20 of 33 passes for 361. Uh, like I said, not wasn't expecting to play, and one play in. Jalen Henderson goes down with an arm injury, and uh, and the true freshman comes in there. He had thrown for 13 yards in his uh, entire career at the college level, which was uh, just a bunch of mop-up duty or occasional mop-up duty earlier this season. And uh, goes and has a, a great game. Oklahoma State talked about the fact that they hadn't been re- preparing for a running quarterback, and he hurt, hurt them with his legs a little bit, but not a ton. No, I think it was just his ability to move. Right. That, move the pocket that, that got him. Yeah. Um, 
and I think I saw a stat today, I don't remember the exact date now on this one, that's the most yards passing by an AM quarterback against a Power 5 opponent in like more than a decade or something. What right, It was yeah. something crazy. Yes. Like, I mean, you know, hats off to that kid for coming in there and battling. Uh, you know, that was that was impressive. Yeah, really was. He's going to be good. He is. He's going to be a fun one to watch. Kendall Daniels actually said he's a hell of a player, is what he told me. There you go. So um, you know, I think I think the defense probably if you're um, if you're looking at, at things that were a little bit bothersome, uh, the defense did. Um, you know, they only gave up the two field goals in the first half, but um, kind of took a step back there early in the second half. Gave up the two touchdown drives, but then they come up with the huge play. Xavier Benson punches the ball out uh, as uh, as running back is sprinting toward. Uh, possible touchdown or definitely a first and goal situation. I think he gets in. I think he probably did too. Yeah, it's all kinds of uh, steam yes, going there. exactly. And uh, Benson punches it out. Martin's there to scoop it up at the one and uh, and they ended up, that would have been three straight touchdowns uh, on three straight possessions for Texas A&M. Instead, they get the turnover and A&M only gets a field goal the rest of the game. And uh, you mentioned Kendall Daniels' interception when they're throwing into the end zone at the uh, the very end of the game. So, um, two two deep turnovers that were uh, that were critical to helping this defense put the game away. So, um, overall, uh, about I would say pretty pretty much what I expected from from Oklahoma State. Though I, I thought the defense might have played a little bit better uh, given the situation, but I do think the the, the quarterback situation. Um, kind of, uh, kind of jostled some things and made things a little bit more complicated than than what they were prepared for. So, and I think the loss of Corey Black, Corey Black didn't play. Right. I think not having him on that that edge at a corner spot really kind of didn't help the secondary at all against some some still pretty talented A and M receivers. Yeah, yeah, they were cycling through their uh, their young guys with. Um, Kale Smith, Cam Smith, and DJ McKinney holding down the corner spots, and uh, you know those guys didn't uh, didn't necessarily get burned a ton, but but uh, obviously Corey out there sort of uh, takes away some of, of of what guys are looking at. So I still um, feel for DJ McKinney on that pass interference he got. I think it was DJ, right? Yes. Where the sideline on the flea flicker. Right. He had no idea it was a flea flicker. Right. He was, no. He was the guy was. He was thinking he was blocking the guy out on a run play or something. Yes. And, and uh, they threw it that way, and he got got flagged for it. Yeah. He'll feel for him on that one. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so overall, Oklahoma State did what they needed to do. I think um, you know because Texas A and M was going through so much roster turnover. I don't think that OSU spent a ton of time on game planning. Uh, I think Mike Gundy said about 25% of every practice, basically, uh, until they got out to out to Houston and, and then really kind of treated it like a game week. But um, vast majority of their practice time up until that point spent on just self improvement and focusing on your 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 schemes and your your you know the intricacies of what you do. And, and trying to do those things better. So um, I think the uh, the real value of these 15 practices are going to show a lot more in spring when they uh, they get to the point that they're ready to uh, 
you know, take this uh, this defense to the next level, or um, you know, figure out what the uh, what the offense is going to look like, and uh, and those sort of things that they'll uh, that they'll be doing in spring. We'll see what happens with uh, you know additional transfer portal movement, all those sorts of things in the uh, the, the last few days here that the portal is open. Um, but it's obviously been a really slow time for, for Oklahoma State compared to a year ago, especially uh, double or more uh, more guys than uh, than this year yeah. in the portal. I, uh, so. I think I think Kendall Daniels said this best too. He said, "We're not starting over." Yeah, like yeah. last year. Right? Exactly. That's going to make a huge difference come spring, come next season. That Nardo's back. You're going to have a defensive defensive coordinator for the second year for the first time in a while now yeah. um, that's going to help you've got players that you know the good majority of the starters are all returning mm-hmm. so you're you know they're in a much better spot going into next season much more stable spot than right. they were at this point last year where um, I think we were talking about all the movement and their coaching changes happening things like that and now it's like yeah they're not, not much is going to change because it doesn't need to change necessarily. Right. Yeah. So, and then of course the big Christmas Eve news was Ollie Gordon making official his announcement that he'll be staying with the Cowboys for for twenty twenty four. Your thoughts on the video, first of all? I enjoyed it. I did too. I thought it was fun. Um, little, you know, a little stiff acting. Hey, yeah. Kind well, of by yeah. especially by Casey Shrum. Right. Um, you know, she's not an actress, but. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought uh, it fit Ollie's personality really well. Yeah. I thought the um, idea that, you know, to get Casey Shrum and Pistol Pete, like, they're the three faces of your campus right mm-hmm. now, and they're all in one video together. I thought it was, it was very well done. Yes. Um, you know, and, and I thought it fit really well uh, for the holiday season, too, for OSU. Yeah. I'll say, I'll, I'll say two things. Um Dr. Shrum, no, no, not always uh, a great actress. Pistol Pete, though, no emotion on his face. But yeah, he's very stoic. You want to talk about stiff. There's uh, a, that guy's stiff. Yeah. Um, facially, at least. Yeah. Um, the other thing, the timing, I think, could have been better. Yeah. That I, I you know, OSU fans were going to find it and be excited no matter when it happened. But... This was sort of the kickoff for his 2024 Heisman campaign, and it really kind of got lost in the shuffle of uh, you know NFL stuff and uh, other college bowl games and, and Christmas Christmas that was going on for uh, for a lot of people. So um, you know, had the had the timing been uh, been managed a little bit differently, I think it could have. Uh, could have gained a little bit more national attention. Yeah. Still, really big deal for Oklahoma State. Really positive uh, uh, situation for uh, Pokes with a Purpose in terms of how they handled this. I think they were very proactive in uh, in how they dealt with uh, with not just Ollie but other athletes that um, that they wanted to show some love to. And so I think that was really important in in how all of this was done. And still waiting on a, a few uh, key announcements. We'll see. Brennan Presley was asked about 2024 last night, and uh, he basically channeled Ollie Gordon and said he's on his own time. Uh, 
but uh, but sort of gave off the vibe that, that he'll be sticking around for his super senior year after a, a great senior year. And then, um, you know, there are a few others. Obviously, Alan Bowman's still waiting on the NCAA waiver. We'll see what happens with that. Corey Black, I, I think there's still the potential that uh, that he jumps to the NFL. We'll see where where things stand with him, or uh, you know, he could go in the transfer portal. I'm not sure. I buy all the rumors that are out there uh, about that kind of stuff. I think if that was happening, it would have happened by now. A lot of on a lot of those, but uh, but I do think the NFL is a legit possibility, um, or something else could come together. You never know what's going to happen in, in college football. It's incredibly unpredictable. At, uh, at this point in time. So, um, yeah, a lot uh, still going on here in the last few days of the, of the transfer portal. And then, um, you know, I expect Oklahoma State to still be active in recruiting the transfer portal. So a lot still going on for, uh, for those of us who are covering the team, which, uh, which is uh, one of us in this yeah, conversation. You, you, you. Um, you mentioned Ollie's Heisman campaign kicking off. Yes. Manson full force already. He was talking about the Heisman last night after yeah. the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he said he, he it's it's overdue. Like, the Heisman needs to be back in Stillwater. Yeah. And so, um, he mentioned, you know, first they got to make the playoffs, New Year's Six stuff, and then he, the Heisman Trophy needs to get back in Stillwater. So, he's got clear goals next season. Um, and I think, I think that's beneficial for a lot of reasons. I think it's beneficial that he he understands the goals and he, he sets those goals. He's a goal-oriented guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's big. But I also think it's beneficial for OSU that you get that campaign going, you get that hype going, and then you get more attention overall. You get things going for next season in a positive direction and right. not just a uh, what's the team going to be like, all these right. questions. I think now you've got a positive forward motion to go with. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, it feels similar to what we thought things might look like uh, for Chuba Hubbard in 2020. Uh, but I think there were uh, some health issues there that, that limited him. And then, and then you had, of course, all the things of that summer and COVID and yeah. everything that really disrupted the the, the flow and the positive momentum of that experience that uh, that really um, kind of uh, kind of derailed that train before it uh, even really got going. Yeah. So um, I think this this team is in a very different place than than that one was for a lot of different reasons. And um, you know, I think I think Ollie's commitment to this program is is a big piece of that. So going to be interesting to see how Oklahoma State does handle this because they, you know, we've talked about on this podcast before, have taken a, a much more involved approach to promoting individual athletes this year yeah, as opposed to uh, to the last couple of years when they had some guys that probably could have been in the running uh, for, for some national awards or at least finalists for national awards. I still think they botched like Malcolm Rodriguez. For, I think for they could example. have handled it better for sure. They could have handled it better. He should have been a, was a Budkus Award right. finalist at the most. Right. Uh, at the worst. Right. Um, you know, like, I think they botched that one. I kind I think they botched Chuba in a lot of ways. Um, you know, but they're, they're getting better at this and yeah. more experience at it. You know, now you've got the Doug Walker Award winner returning. Right. So, I mean, that's 
it's a slam dunk. Yeah. And now you've got Nick Martin returning, mm-hmm. another guy you could push for the Budkus Award. Um, you know, there's there's things like that that I think that uh, OSU is going to really push because now with NIL where it is, too, you have to show you can do this right. for people to want to play for you. Yep. And and it's a uh, a really important factor in in how Mike Gundy has um, adapted to what they're doing because because he was the holdup in a lot of this stuff. He didn't like the individuality aspect of uh, of some of that stuff, and and now that he is, um, you know, I mean, he might be kicking and screaming coming around to it, but he's coming around to it, and that's really important for this program. All right. Well, uh, we'll have some uh, some wrap up stories and some other things coming out over the next couple of days as we we look back at the twenty twenty three season. Start looking ahead to twenty twenty four, and uh, you know I've got some uh, some recruiting stories lined up for uh, for guys that are uh, you know already signed and uh, will be coming in in January. Uh, I got some other uh, other fun ideas for uh, for taking a look closer at, at where this team is right now. So. Um, Beyond that, anything else from uh, from Sunday in here? Sunday from Wednesday in Houston? <laughs> I, 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 well, still, I, mean, I have no all, idea. What I, say, I can't wait to edit those stories uh, that you have working on. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> and make sure you get them in on time. But yes, uh, yes boss. <laughs> no, uh, I think the one thing you forgot. Uh huh. Oh yeah, we got I almost forgot the one yeah. thing I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's how bad this uh, the, my my brain this, is working this right is now. Why I'm exactly. Um, no, uh, Gunnar Gundy. Yes, we did not absolutely. talk about Gunner at all. Um, you know, I think I saw some people upset that he was even in the game last night. He, I mean, I thought about this before the game. Like, surely he's going to get a chance to come in this game, right? Everyone knows it's his last game at OSU. It's Mike's son, if they're up and they feel like they're in a good situation, you throw them in there, right? Right. And they did. And he ran for a 10-yard touchdown on his one play. Yes. Untouched. Really cool moment for a kid who bleeds OSU. He's not leaving for, you know, the wrong reasons. Yeah. He's been there four years now, right? Like, uh, yeah, that's about right. And uh, Technically three on three. the team. Yeah, three on the team. Yes. Yeah, the, the, you know, he gray-shirted. He he's around the program. For yeah. Those, so. He's graduated. Yeah. Someone mentioned medical school at some point, maybe or something. I, I've, heard, I've heard that's something that he's considering. You yes. know, so I mean, he's got big aspirations, but he wants to go play a little quarterback while he's doing it somewhere, and he knows that hey, like he's never going to be the guy yep. at this point in Stillwater, and he's going to go play a little bit and continue earning some degrees and set himself up professionally. Um, he's not going to be a coach like his dad. He's not that kind of personality. No. Um, I've covered Gunner since he was a sophomore in high school. I, I know Gunner very well. Um, that's not his personality. Yeah. I just think it was really cool to see a kid like that who grew up around this program, uh, gave gave a lot to the program uh, for himself, and you know was a walk on, knew what he was, knowing he was rarely going to get chances. He got more chances than I expected, yeah. um, and he got to go in and score a touchdown in his last game of his career with OSU. I think that was a really cool moment. Really was a lot of a uh, lot of fun, and, and obviously it sounds like they had a uh, an entire uh, goal line type package set up for him. Uh, 
but they only had the one opportunity to use it. Um, kind of giving him a little bit of a J.W. Walsh type treatment down there with the, uh, the the running ability that he provides in that in that area. But the way it worked out, I think it was even better. He gets one snap, runs for a touchdown, and uh, and walks off. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. You know, he's reported a couple of offers already. Uh, I think he'll land somewhere good. Um, you know, uh, Abilene Christian, I think, was the the most recent one. And, oh, good. And, and Elon as well. I knew Elon. I did not see Abilene Christian, so that's that's great. Yeah, I want to say it was actually Christmas Day, maybe or okay. Christmas Eve that he, uh, yeah, that he reported. Christian that is a good place for him. Possibly. That would be solid. That would be solid. So, um, so yeah, it'd be fun to follow his career and see uh, and, and see where football takes him. Um, you know, I. Uh, I, you, I think you showed me the, uh, the the social media post where he said "cowboy for life," and that's that's absolutely true. This is uh, this is one of those things where he wants a chance to go to go play a little bit of football before he can't anymore. And, yeah, uh, he's not going to fall. There's no him. NFL. No. There's no CFL. No. Nothing like that in his future, probably. So go play for a year or two. However much eligibility he can, he wants to use. Yep. Go play. It's medical school related or whatever. Go and do that. Play some football, and then move on in life. And you know, like I think it's great. That's what this is. This this is what coach would tell you. This is what the portal is supposed to be for. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mike Boynton has talked about this. He talked about this a lot last year when their roster didn't turn over. They lost Avery Anderson, Caleb Boone, um, other guys in the portal. Those guys have been there for four seasons. He's like, that's what they committed to. Yeah. was four seasons and now they can move on and play elsewhere that's fine and so I think you know you've got to commend Gunnar Gundy for what he's doing yep absolutely alright anything else I forgot did, did, did we wrap it all up well I think uh, I think no, we hit all the, I think uh, all the big stuff there I think that's good um, I will give a shout out to Truth Barbecue oh, for one of no the best doubt. barbecue meals I've had in my life Woo. down there in Houston if you're down in Houston again go to Truth Barbecue not be disappointed. Nope. Um, Doesn't matter what you order, you no, will not be disappointed. But between between the, the brisket, though. Oof. Oh yeah, gotta 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 try the brisket. But I mean, we had uh, we had nearly everything in our in our group, nearly everything off the menu uh, of of, uh, of of note, yeah. and all of it was fantastic. Yeah. My biggest regret was that I couldn't get like three more sides and another meat because I already had three meats and two sides yeah. and was barely able to put all of that away. I want to try that mac and cheese, but I do not regret my tater tot casserole or Brussels sprouts because they were no. off the charts. No, the, uh, the, the corn pudding, uh, if it had been, if I had been able to see it first, I was very intrigued by it. If I'd been able to see it first, uh, I, I, I did see it, but I didn't know that's what it was. Uh, I definitely would have gone with that. It was, uh, what I would call a corn casserole. Uh, yeah, they was... called it corn pudding. Um, Joe Masato was nice enough to let me taste it. It was spectacular. Was it? Yeah, that's that's big time. Like they, it was, that place was off the charts. So good. Absolutely worth the wait. I highly recommend that place. All right. Well, uh, you know, on the last podcast, you gave your your official, um, you know, uh, announcement of, of, of <laughs> you know, your impending move or I shouldn't call it impending anymore it's really pretty much happened but yeah. uh, this was this was more you were coming over to help me out for the bowl game me and Joe and so uh, and one last game I wanted one right. last I wanted exactly. to finish out the season didn't feel right if I had uh, sat at home on the sidelines while you guys are in Houston for the bowl game I'd been 
you know, they're pretty much all season on the beat. So, uh, wanted to finish what I started, and I did that. I had so much fun the last five seasons, though. Right, exactly. It was. It was good times. Uh, podcast will continue next year. Don't worry about that. Let me pop uh, in from time to time. Yes, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll hook you back in for uh, a, a stone cloud appearance or some of those other things yeah. along the way. So, um, but that'll do it for uh, for now, and uh, we will. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe signing day. I'll uh, I'll come back around in February and see where the team is at that point. Maybe pop in with a, a another edition of the Cowboy Chronicles from time to time throughout the uh, spring, and, and then we'll get it going back again in the fall. So, uh, with that, thank you to Jacob for uh, for all of his hard work over the last five years, and uh, now I just get to call him boss. So here we are. This is this is where life has has taken us. So. I get to cringe every time you call me. Boss. Yes, exactly. That's the yeah. That's the whole point. <laughs> all right. That's uh, that will wrap it up right there. Thank you for listening uh, all season to the Cowboy Chronicles. <laughs>